what is going on everybody welcome to the second episode of the bills and thrills podcast i'm here with cuevas how's it going guys and Celio. what's up guys it's here to have an awesome conversation with you guys today about a few things maybe about what we're doing in our lives honestly i just wanted to say i really appreciate i got a few people you know dming me about just watching the podcast i really you know wasn't expecting anybody to even say anything about the podcast but even the few people reaching out it just felt really good to hear people listening honestly it's heartwarming it is it really is and it's great to be here with my two friends Celia and anthony as well you know we come a long way you know we didn't just get together to start a podcast we were always friends and you know what our conversations were always interesting and now here we are sharing it with you guys yeah honestly it feels really good to be able to do something that i knew i was gonna love just like sitting here and talking when you get into the flow of conversation between us it's just like you feel the camaraderie like how us as friends like you said like since fifth fourth grade yeah bro, i trans- transferred into a to a magnet school multicultural magnet and i ran into my boy juan cuevas and Silio silva I, I was on the, the bus with Silio actually and then cuevas was in my class we were we were all in the same class at one point but just knowing that we're going to get together once a week and talk about what our focus is on life right now is it the canopy of business, what we've been through, especially in the last year of business and our future ambitions is just what kind of cons- consumes us in a sense where it's like the best part when you wake up and it's just like, what's the next step? I feel like people are waking up in a false reality of like, what's what's your true like purpose? What's your journey? Not just waking up and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to go to school. I'm supposed to kind of just close by. I'm going to eat, kind of watch some YouTube videos. And then it's like, I'll, f- I'll figure out the rest. But then it's like you wake up one day and it's like, what what does the rest even mean? Yeah. Where do you even begin to take the, the first step in the direction for you? Yeah. I feel like people also let their like parents kind of plan their future and plan what they're going to do. Like go to college, get a good education, get a good job. You know, like after that, then what? You know, like, I got a job, now what? Like, get a house, get married. That's like a, a, for me, that's kind of like a basic life. Like, yes, it works for some people, but I feel like it just doesn't work for me. I want to do that. But like, like how my dad explained it to me, like, he doesn't want me to get a college degree just to get a job from that degree. So He wants it to be like a plan B for me. I was going to ask you, like, so how did your parents, how did you, how were your parents around you in forms of like, what are you going to do? with your life some people get it like bashed into their faces like what are you going to do with your life i more have a plan for what you want you're going to do with your life like you said like parent influence is something so big especially for people in our age category you know what i mean i I feel like 16 to 18 is so pivotal in the formulation of your life if you if you get pessimists if your parents don't agree with you and it's really they you feel like they're against you in a lot of formats or you feel like you can't be open with them i feel like that's so detrimental to the person yeah it, it really doesn't is. let you really experience life at its fullest because you feel like you're afraid of the people who created you and who also support for you and it's like oh he's not gonna go to college like we'll we'll fuck him then unfortunately that's how some parents see it yeah it it yeah. literally is just like the okay you don't truth. want an education truth. unfortunately okay you're not you're not the kid that i raised yeah uh, see the thing about definitely the 16 to 18 age is where where we start growing kind of more independent and that really affects people a lot because you know you you try to stick out more for yourself and sometimes that doesn't fall right with your authority figures because now you want to make decisions for yourself from the circumstances that you know 
but all of a sudden your your own parents are against you and i think college is a good point you know because the stereotype definitely for my parents comes from if you go to college you'll have a good job and i feel like a lot of people definitely think that yeah you know? to add on to what you said um about like if you go to college and get a good job parents think that because back when they were raised that's how it worked yeah my dad explained it to me perfectly like back where he was raised in brazil um it was like the farm area like it's, it's called the um the hossa right it's like the farm area um people were all like all becoming farmers because that's what it was right that's what it was at the time but then like as the years kept progressing and um, new things started like arising, new technology, doctors be- uh, became something like to Actually make money. Attainable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doctors, um, scientists, uh, lawyers, people with a college degree. They needed a college degree, like business people also. So that's what he tells me. Like, just get a college degree. If you need it, you like you have it. If you don't, kudos. You know, good. You could do what you want. Just have it as a plan B. And you'll get what you want. Yeah, that came me back to my original question. Just like, so you felt like your parents were really supportive, like, because I feel like that's one of the key reasons what turns a person into who they are. If your parents didn't didn't support you, you have to go in a backwards format to figure out who you're really gonna be instead of like given in an environment where you're actually gonna thrive. So yeah, my mom was really the one that was like, go to college, go to college, go to college. But honestly, after um, we created our business, Proxy Media, um, LLC. Uh, <laughs> she was like, she kind of opened her eyes. Like she was like, "All right, he's actually like trying to do something. Even if he doesn't get anything done with this business, as of right now, he's trying to do something. You know what I mean? Yes, I want him to go to college, but I also want him to focus on what he wants to do. Because if he doesn't, then he's not gonna love his life. And I told her that I was like, I don't want to go to college and be depressed." With like a really good job that, sorry for that little mic, but like with a really good job because that job is probably not going to be the job I like to do. You know, I want to be my own person. I want to be my own boss. Um, for me, that's my goal, right? And it's to help people grow with me. And she saw that when I created that business, right? And my dad was kind of on the same page. I, I, was, I always talked to him about like what I envisioned for my future. And they love that. They 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 see it as like, you know, an opportunity for me to grow and for also them to grow. Because obviously, I tell my parents, yes, I wish to get you a house. A nice house out of uh, where we live in a nicer place. Like, life is good. That know? was like, what I feel like one of the bigger portions for my mom where it was like, my mom's a teacher. And especially just like my whole family really are academics. Yeah. So it... I, c- I could tell it was one of the hardest things for her when it really came down to realize that school was not my strong suit and I was not going to be a student and I wasn't a student. And I, unfort- it, it's all about how you look at it and how you develop, right? There are certain kids with the same circumstance. They're not a student, but they just unfortunately have no trail. They have They have no idea what's actually going on, where they're actually going. And then it's it's they're just going upon a road of just not being a student and not knowing where they're going. And some people just end up in those dead end jobs. And my mom realized when I opened Proxy Media, talking about real estate, when I'm actually getting into the stuff that I know is going to give me my future. When I broke it down to her, it's almost like I it's not that I don't play with a safety net. 
it's that I feel like I triple down on myself what I know. You, when you know in your bones what you're meant to do and in the format in which to do it, I'm not scared. There's just not something within me that says, like, the what if of school anymore. I know that we're in a day and age where it's if I work hard and I implement myself in the right fields with the right process, with the right consistency, that things are going to happen for me, that I can be someone that's better every day. And when she really saw that I was able to create this business and actually formulate us together and and make the the steps to actually get there, to get somewhere else, she really stopped me and she was just like, I, listen, I understand. And it, school was her everything. She's a teacher. Yeah. But realizing that it's just like, okay, my son is not me. I, t- I told her she wanted me to be her. I, I'm just not built like that. She could be the one, and she sat she there, studied, studied, bro. studied. But I, j- I, j- I just can't throw myself into something that's, that's I, I can't see the path to. I can't see yeah. the A to the Z. I always felt like school was like I was walking into this, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And where, it was where do you feel like you were at, Cuevas, with your parents? Especially in, like, so w- your mindset today, how do you feel like you've evolved, and where had your parents played a role in that? So the circumstances of my family is very oh, I might disconnect. I think. No, you're good. Keep talking. Oh, well, so I think the point of view from my parents is they've come here, immigrated from another country, obviously, and had me here. So that always gave me the mindset that I'm blessed with the opportunity to be able to become a citizen when the past generation before me literally sacrificed living their ordinary life in another country to come to try to build a better one for themselves and their kids and for further generations. What year did did they immigrate here? My dad came here first. I don't know what year. Probably about 99, 98. My mom came here a year before I was born. So probably like 2001, somewhere around there. But being that child, that first child to be born in the United States, you know, United States citizen have the opportunity my first two sisters didn't have or neither did my parents or really any of my family it really just puts me in this spot where i'm just like i have a better opportunity to prospect in such an amazing country which no one had and now i have this opportunity that i can jump and my parents took the opportunity and took that jump literally not jumping through the border, for to say, but they took that jump, that life-changing moment to change their lives. And I need to make that jump too, but in different circumstances because I'm not in that situation. You actually have the jump start that then unfortunately they weren't able to have. Yeah, and now I'm in a whole different situation and it's now really whatever I do with it, you know? Are you currently in school? Yes, currently in school. Don't know what I'm doing there, to be completely (laughs) honest. It's not that... It sucks to be there. Education is a great thing. No, nah, dude. Honestly, just just be real. <laughs> that, that, that's no, no. The I feel thing. like where are you at in, in the moment? If I literally sat there. I did the first semester. Where if it's just like, well, dude, what what am I doing? It's just like we're in the constant process. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, but I see the purpose of college for me. But to be completely honest, I was put on from my mom and my parents just begging me to go to college because, like I said, they they don't know what anything else is. Instead, you know. 
they don't know anything else instead going to college and getting the good jobs they don't really see anything else because they don't really need know the circumstances of this country compared to down in Mexico and I feel like well that's what's very different but that being said I know why they wanted me to go to college it was a challenge I was willing to take you know I sure it sucked but you know school always sucked and it was always going to continue like that it was just the challenge and being probably a month into the semester I mean I kind of slacked off for the last two weeks yes, but the first did. two weeks <laughs> I did kind of start off with a bang but I lost motivation completely, but it's a good thing. You think it's mainly because we're doing online schooling? I feel like that's definitely a big factor into me getting distracted easily, maybe. Maybe you're not focused enough because it doesn't seem that serious because you're in your bedroom. You know, and you're one click away from playing yeah. Rocket League or, yeah. you know, <laughs> like your, your bed is right there. So it definitely, that definitely anchors do you also feel like they're equipped to handle it? I feel like one of the big things when I was there was like, I mean, if this is a school that's meant to be in person and to put the whole curriculum online. I feel, I feel like the bandwidth wasn't there. It, it was a rushed kind of thing for anybody to get everything online and all the teachers having to do Zoom calls, like their whole curriculum, like thrown sideways. It's just a new thing. And, you know, this is a completely different environment. This is nowhere near as close as it would be to be in a regular classroom. Nowhere near. Yeah, but then coming from, like, online schooling, would you actually want to go back? Like, would you actually want to go to your school and learn? That's a good question. I feel like you would definitely have the motivation if you showed up because you went through all the effort of showing up, and you're probably going to meet people there, mm. and then those people are probably going to, you know, motivate you or whatnot, and then you're just going to... Maybe climb up from there. But it, it all depends. It really all just depends on, on the type of person. And yeah. I feel like I'm the type of person where, like, I'll give it the shot, but I'm not really into it too deeply to be able to care about it type thing, you yeah. know? Like um, I am with other things. Wh when my brother explained college to me, like, it sounded so fun. I'm not going to lie to you. It sounded, like, really fun. Even though I, like, I knew, like, after um, getting out of high school, or, like, even my junior year, because he was, you know, he was in college by then. Uh, during the year of high school, he was talking to me about all these parties he's going to, all these new people he's meeting, all these like amazing things. And I was like, bro, I wish I had that. I wish COVID. I was pre pandemic. Dude, dude. COVID bro, messed I know. it all up. I feel like it really messed up the college experience. Do we exactly, didn't have a graduation? That's And we didn't get a good freshman prom. year of college. Yeah, no prom like, I, and I didn't know prom. No, no prom. prom. Every, everybody else in high school. Were those history. kids that didn't have a prom that everyone was memeing about? Yeah. You remember that, right? Like, yes. after, that's like, us. Yeah, um, imagine us. the 2020 <laughs> kids who didn't get a prom. Yeah, didn't get a prom. Dude, that sucks, dude I had bro. everything planned out for that prom day too. I was going to two proms. I had an Airbnb planned out, dude. It ours was in New York. I was, I was. Oh my goodness. I remember dude. you telling me about that, dude. It was gonna be a mansion. I was gonna rent it out. Like, oh my goodness, we bro, were gonna have sucks, some gr uh, some great high school memories. Uh, it was. I moved out that weekend, COVID, and we didn't go back to school again. Yeah, that was the yeah. end. Of, that was the end of the year. I I didn't get to go back to school and tell people that I moved out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, on, it would it was it would have been that so surreal thing waking up in my apartment, getting in my car, and driving to school. You just like, flex that way, y'all. Honestly, it was one of those things too where it was, dude. I. I didn't go. <laughs> People would see me from first period. <laughs> they would see me first period, maybe second period, and then gone. Yep. On my schedule, I didn't yep. have a second and third period, so I was done with school by 1026 every day. 
I would get there at seven. Did you have did you have like class after? No. You just had one class. Two classes. First and second. Yep. The whole year. The whole year. What? I had half and sometimes I didn't even go to that second period. Oh my God. I would always go to first period because <laughs> both up. my first periods were really relaxed. I loved both of those teachers. Um, thank you, Mr. O'Connell, and thank you, Mr. Donnelly. Those those are some goats. It was always those those classes. Mr. O'Connell, freaking goat. I, <laughs> I he was one of those teachers. Literally, like <sighs> sit down in class, like Mr. O'Connell. Like I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Can I go to ready real quick? I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you guys have that? Uh. We left. We we were able that, to leave uh, campus. Student lounge thingy. We had a senior lounge. A senior lounge, right? Yes. So tell say, me about that. Say you, say you walk in right the the cafeteria, and so there's there's just a, a bunch of tables, and on the right is is the inside lounge. And then that's where you go in to get your lunch, and then you can you can go out onto the patio. If you walk out there, there's like big glass windows, and then when you walk out, there's there's an eating patio. There's a bunch of patio tables, and then a, a big field where people just, like, lay out on for lunch, because we get, like, 35 minutes for lunch. And then when you're a senior, they have a lounge, so if you walk in and turn around, look up, we're on the upper level looking out above the whole cafeteria, so we're like, you know, like, fuck dope. you, <laughs> <laughs> freshman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> but um, I brought a Keurig, bro. We had snacks and everything, Yeah, you, dude. you told me about how, like, it, it kind of got shut down. So it ended up getting shut down because, well, for one of the reasons, it was like people weren't cleaning it. And then the security guard was just like, bro, like, take care of your space. Like, you guys have an awesome space. Like, we had the most amazing high school. Like, I feel like I had the best environment ever. Small school. They let us leave campus if you had free periods. Like, so you know what I mean? People people would, you know, leave. You know what I mean? Go smoke a little something. Come back. Like, yeah, it, it was it'd be able to leave during lunch periods and come back. Like, it, it, I feel like it, especially – the, the security system, like, they were amazing because it was always, like, you guys are adults. You're sitting here. You're driving cars. Like, I'm not going to treat you like children. Don't act like children. And I feel like for a, at least our grades and the grades before, it worked. But definitely, like, these the younger generation, like, they're just, like, not as inclined to think about, like, the consequences of their actions. I for some disagree. people, it's, Hold like, on, I disagree not, with you about, That was like, a generalization. Yeah, but, like, our generation, too, though, like. That's fair. Uh, maybe just the collective of my school, like the, yeah. the opportunity just to be able to like, that's what I mean. My first period, just be like, oh, yo, Mr. O'Connell, I'm, I'm just, I'll be right back to my math teacher. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay. I go in my car. I drive down the street, go get a, a breakfast sandwich, come back, do my work. That makes you our don't school. Come back. I know you don't come back. <laughs> <Some of> my <laughs> senior, junior, senior year, I was not coming back. No, no, no. During math class, I would. I, I wouldn't do him like that. Yeah. If I literally didn't want to be there, I'd be like, Mr. O'Connell, I'm going to leave early. Yeah. It was literally that. Like, okay. He, he was I, get, I already get paid. I Dude, on top of that, literally, because he was one of those teachers, though, that was like, okay, yeah, here's the work. Do it during the period. Yeah. If you have questions, ask. Yeah. Half the class would just actually tell him, like, I'm going to leave and laugh. Yeah. We were all seniors. On top of that, I knew I didn't need a math. <laughs> but oh. they needed to put that on my schedule. Yeah. But I didn't need it to graduate. Okay. So I was just in the class. Yeah. And I, mean, I told him that at the beginning of the year, and he understood, basically. Yeah, so he's like, I don't really care what you do. Like, get out of my class. Bro, that that really makes my high school seem like a prison, bro. <laughs> like, the bathrooms were locked for the most part of the day. Oh, my so God. So you couldn't really yeah, go in bro. when you needed to piss. Dude, it was You had to walk across awful. the school, and then the teacher was like, why were you so late, you know? Bro, it was awful. They locked the, the bathroom doors. Like, what school does that? They locked it it's because vaping in the bathroom, dude, dude. Exactly. They locked it because people were smoking in the bathroom, like, but they were smoking weed in the bathroom, vaping in the bathroom. And I guess like they got caught. And there was like a lot of snitches too. 
Like people were just like, "Hey, ma- ma'am, um, they're smoking in the um boys' bathroom. I saw them. You know, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to say that because now we can't use the bathrooms. It's because you just wanted. And like, now you can't pass because you wanted to be a good at two shoes. Exactly. <laughs> and dude, we had to go across the school, right? <laughs> yep. Big ass rectangle. We had to go across the school, and it'll be packed with kids trying to take a piss. Yes, it'll be those kids like, yo, you got you got a vape, bro. Like, there's always gonna be that kid like, yo, you got a vape, bro. I need some nick, bro. Like, I need something, bro. You got nick, bro. Exactly, rip, bro. So, like, for me, um, what I did when I was in um Miss Mitchell's class, not Miss Mitchell, Miss Schmidt, not Miss Schmidt. Oh, uh, uh, who's that English AP teacher that we had? Miss Francisco. Miss Francisco. When I had her class and I had to use the bathroom, that door was locked. Right, the one next to her was locked, so I had to go downstairs. Right, and that's where uh, the regular central kids are at. Tell me why I saw them do like a deal. I <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not gonna name any names because I don't know them, but I saw him do a deal. He was like, "Yo, you got it, bro." I was like, <laughs> "You know, like he was like, they're talking like, yo, you got it, bro.' Yeah, dapped him up. Looks at his hand like, who does? It? You just dap him up, put it in your pocket type shit, right? He, he dapped him up. He's like, smells good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, you just, yo, you just saw a drug transaction. Exactly. Right and I just went, I just took a piss, and just bounced. You know, I like, took a piss. Mind your hand, yeah, you're just there to piss. You exactly. Know? Who cares? If I were to be that guy, to be like, "Hey, man, I saw him oh, do a drug deal." My like, God. Honestly, like, go check the cameras. I was like, then that bathroom, how it got shut. And then no one was gonna pee. There's gonna be one bathroom. You gotta ask the teacher all the time. Get it. It's just not about that. Like, let them do what they want to do. They're adults, like you said. They're adults. Everyone's adults, and you know, and they're. Do you think, on a scale from one to ten, how much did your faculty like actually care about the students? A couple teachers definitely did. A couple teachers definitely were just there and just did nothing. You know, yeah. our magnet, because we went to magnet, right? You know, our teachers actually, actually like, gave a fuck about us. That is true. You know, and the Central kids, um, when you hear stories about them, they, like, you can overhear, like, you you overhear conversations. They're like, yeah, the teachers curse at their students all the time. Like, I mean. You know, like, they trash talk each other. Like, a student throws chairs at a teacher. They throw a book bags. Like, you know. <laughs> Dude, <is it laughs> unfortunately, that's the reality, though. Like, when you did, when you get in the good slice of, of schools, like, there are, unfortunately, a lot of high schools where it literally was like that. Listen, just fights every day. Like, just the schools. Te- teachers get in their face, spit at. Like, yeah, if you're going to do that to somebody, disrespect them. Like, get the fuck out. You know? You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. teaching is one of the hardest professions ever. Like, I, yeah. It, also, in my opinion, like, you can't be a teacher if you really don't care to a certain degree about kids. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's not just can't the get process. Out. Unless you can't get out. There's some teachers that are there because it's like they've been there for a certain amount of years. And the teachers have this thing where if you've been there for the longest time. Tenure. Yeah. I don't think it's tenure, but like. It's called um, tenure. My mom's teacher. <laughs> is it tenure? Yeah, so when they get tenure, you, you 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 get like this this immunity thing, but they're also the thing about it is, is their pension gets bigger for the longer they're there. Okay, so, yeah. So that that's their enforcement. Like, you, yeah, because when how, you're a teacher for forty years, that's when you're getting paid like the most. Yeah, because how my um my uh, girlfriend's mom explained is like, um, the first to, uh freak, what was it? The first to get hired, not the first to get hired, freak. The last to get hired is the first to get fired, right? So the last person, last teacher, let's say if it's a math teacher. Right, um, if she was the first one to get or last one to get hired, like she would be the first one to go if they need to cut something, or like um, those like elective stuff, right? Like gym stuff like that, bakery. They're like the first types of people to go. Yeah, and like p- teachers be there for like thirty years. Exactly, teachers be there for thirty years, and they're like, I can't get out. Like I want to move to another school, but if I do, they could easily kick me out because I'm not there for long enough. 
I think a good teacher though can impact the kid's life like they really like can. You would, you, they you really can. Imagine. Yeah. I when you, I especially I feel I feel like because my mom right she she works. It's in like the not best part of town. You know what I mean. And you, you hear a lot of stories like you know what I mean. Some of the kids come in hungry, like. So it's like, how can you expect some kids to go in and focus on school like when they're hungry, when their parent, when like you know, what I mean, their their dad's beating around their mom, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I feel like that was one of the biggest pillars for me. What gives me perspective is like, uh, from a young age, is I was exposed to understand that like, I live on roses, like we live yeah. on rose petals compared to half the people, like more than half the people on this planet. We might not think we have a good, but we do compared to a lot of people. I feel like that. That's why it's just like that's one of my biggest pillars is perspective. Yeah, it's just like knowing where I'm at and comparative to everybody else is like not comparing myself to everybody, but it's like knowing where it's appreciating what you have, appreciating what you have, and knowing that when you're feeling down and like you feel like the world's on your shoulders, that the world's really not on your shoulders. It's not. It's not. That you need to just kind of maybe take a step back, sit sit down, relax, maybe you know chop it up on a podcast with your boys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they do something you like. You're definitely in the situation where it, it gets comfortable enough to to be able to take more steps forward, you know? And I don't think people realize that because some people barely have the ability to, you know, figure out what they're going to eat the next day, you know? How are they going to think about their future when they have to think about shit like that? And so that's definitely where we're lucky because, you know, what the what do we worry about, you know? Exactly. The type of shit we drive and the what we wear, you know? It's like exactly. Oh, what's what's the coolest thing to have these days? Oh, we got the newest iPhones, right? Yeah, like exactly. But just I be fortunate. Just be grateful. Because people have it worse. Yeah, people do when have it worse. That that's that's what I mean. And when it came down to like my my mom gave me the perspective to see that it's like she has the capability. Oh yeah, to bring it back to I was talking about good teachers. Like my mom's an amazing teacher. Where it's just like she'll she'll talk to people like now like ten years later. Like, her first class, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think my mom's been over 15 years, maybe, that she's been a teacher. Like, and it's like, you see these kids, they're adults. Like, yeah. they're adults. Like, talking to her, and then it's just like, I, you were one of the biggest impacts of my life. You really showed me that, like, I can do it. I feel like that's what gets teacher to, like, teachers to stay teachers. Because they know they had that one student that just really, like, impacted. And, like, could have completely changed their lives. Like yeah. they're holding out for that check for the one who cures cancer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> one of those kids one day. <laughs> He's like, bro, it better be the one this time, bro. All the science teachers. Oh my gosh! Speaking of science teacher, bro, <laughs> we had school together, guys. If you guys don't of know, course. we had school together. We, we still were not have in the same together. high school. They were they they yeah. went to the same me, high me school. Me and Soyo were though. We went to the same. We all went to the same elementary school, and middle school, and middle school. Um, but me and Quavas went to the same high school and currently going to the same college. So, <laughs> senior year, I think it was senior, was it senior year or junior year where we had uh, what's his name? I wasn't smart enough to get in. Mr. Dufay. <laughs> junior year. Junior year. Junior year. You had Mr. Dufay. I had him, but when I was with you, I was an intern. I know you were an intern. So yeah. I just it was like a free period. But for you, intern. For yeah, him. for you, how was his class? Cause he taught um, what was it? Damn, I'm chemistry. Chemistry. Oh my god, chemistry for us, bro. It was. I feel like it was hard. Chemistry is really hard. Don't think chemistry is easy, dude. My, I went to an engineering and, and like science based school, and like I was part of like a, a mainly like science based program for like two years, and it was hard as crap, bro. I one my easiest subjects was I liked physics. Physics made a lot of sense to me, like because it, it was it was Rocket really like, <laughs> <laughs> like really it, it broke everything down. Like when you look at it, and it's, it's like um, okay, the I drop a ball off of a two thousand foot drop. 
the ball weighs X amount. You know what I mean? Velocity and gravity is, you know, whatever the equations were. Like, it, it made more sense yeah. to me than chemistry. We're talking about the chemical properties of a fucking... Molecule. You, molecule, you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't know it did chemistry, if you didn't notice. But you, it, that's what I mean. Having to break down, I, I just remember having to look at, like, the atomic structure of, yeah. of all, all of the, like, dude, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Atom? Like, just not atoms. Like, when you're talking about all, like, materials particles? and parts. Not particles, like... Elements. Elements. Oh, my God. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Holy crap. Just naming stuff. <laughs> Just naming stuff. The sun. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly. Earth, moon, rockets. Because I remember I did one... I had biochem, right? My freshman year. So that was it was like a, a trade between biology and chemistry. So I didn't have to take a full year of chemistry. But the half of year of chemistry that it was, I was like, yeah. what is going on? Dude, like, it's, it's surprising to me. Dude, people find chemistry easy. No. I'm just like people, those guys what? are crazy. Because <laughs> anyone who says honestly, chemistry is easy is on a honestly, different level. It could bro. be easy though. You just have to study a lot. If chemistry like, is your passion. Lot. Those are the dudes that know like four languages. <laughs> <laughs> but how how was your experience oh, with uh, the chemistry though, Quavas? Honestly, chemistry got to the point where I tried. I really did try. You know, to learn. But you just get to the point where I don't know what I'm doing. So, and yeah. it was really easy to cheat on. Is on his stuff it and then really when was. he when he would give us tests we would all do so horribly that he would just not grade them yeah <laughs> or he would just give us a <laughs> you know grade. that's yeah. bad so Dude, and he's like all right guys so i looked at the test last week so we're just gonna go on to the next <laughs> subject <laughs> and we're gonna loop back <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna Yo, give you guys another week we're gonna go back over the material i don't know I didn't how, like how it yeah. came out what was the average, Mister? Uh, we don't need to talk we about the average. We need to talk about that. The, and you know the goody two shoes. No, what was the average? Like you know what I mean? Thirty-six percent. What, what was the highest grade? The highest grade was Dude, a forty-three. Honestly, <laughs> I think, and you see her face just. Yo, one of the, one of the times he, uh, we were talking about that. The average. He, I think he said thirty-six. Oh I really God. think he said it was a thirty-six. But um, to bring it back, I don't know how this teacher didn't see like the dumb kids. I'm not trying to be a dickhead or anything, but the dumb kids were getting a <laughs> hundred. Right, ah. like I'm saying, I'm saying like those Cheeto girls, like the people that really the didn't stop. give a shit, like left class, like they were getting a hundred. Not the black or forest girls, <laughs> bro. Like, and if you just look up, you can see them. Like, I, I will see this all the time, right? They'll just be like this. I don't know, bro. Who's really right, smarter in this day society? Exactly. And then I'm just like, bro, if everybody else is gonna cheat, well, why shouldn't I? And I just be taking my phone out, I'll cheat too. But like, I'll try it still. You know what I mean? I'm not going to cheat for every question. Uh, my school gave us laptops, so most of everybody Lockdown cheated. browsers? Everybody just cheated. No one really checked history. Like, <laughs> yeah. We didn't get laptops. We didn't get laptops. They didn't trust us. But then again, they would you have really paid for a laptop? No. Exactly. No one would have paid for a laptop. Wait, but you paid for your laptop? Yeah. You don't pay for it. You just pay yeah, for like, the insurance it. on yeah. it. It's like 200 bucks. Oh. Yeah. 200 bucks a year? Yeah, which makes so sense. They have insurance. I did, yeah, 2468. I paid, yeah. Okay. I mean... Centrals would probably be a no, little yeah, bit more. No, yeah, those laptops were beat up. You know, keys Dude, were missing. Exactly, like Modern. especially for uh, statistics. <laughs> People are just animals, bro. bro during <laughs> exactly, bro. Do during I know how to use a computer. Yo, during our statistics class, you go into a laptop <laughs> broken, broken, bro. Ma'am, all of these laptops are freaking broken. I'm just trying to do some math, man. And she's like, no, that one kind of works. That one kind of works. She's just, the buttons are sticky, the though. <laughs> They're just missing the like buttons five buttons. Sticky. You know, it's okay. <laughs> you don't need those five buttons. We're good. Public schools, man. Public schools. I'm missing the space bar. Like, bro, you don't need the space bar. You don't need the space bar. <laughs> exactly. Bro, it was... 
Dude, the memories that do you, you bring feel back, like though. school accurately like equipped you though like to go in, into into college? How do you feel like it was it was forced upon you? Well, I, I'll touch upon like my format because like I'm just wondering because I feel like when you talk about like Kuala said, it kind of felt like prison. Like I feel like it's harder for the faculty to get through a lot of the students. Like you know what I mean? To talk about th- their future and a lot of them will fall through the cracks. I mean, everyone was under the assumption that you had to apply for college, join the army. Those were the only two choices. Oh. Or become a stripper. <laughs> yeah, but the teachers only wanted those two options. You know? <laughs> I know, but I've heard some people. I've heard some people say, "You know, I think I'm just become a stripper." Well, I mean, do you do you? But that's not what the teachers wanted. That's you know? you know the 20th century you know, thing, bro. But listen, you know, the, you know what the crazy <laughs> yeah, thing is, dude, right? You know what you're doing? Like, if they literally like a year later after saying that, they kind of just created the OnlyFans because I think that's when it was created or like popularized. Literally, no, yeah, we like I feel like OnlyFans really launched and IPO'd like our senior year. Yeah. Like, that's when I first started hearing people, yeah. like, OnlyFans this, OnlyFans that. Exactly. Dude, you know how much money I made off of it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this time I made a million dollars off of my OnlyFans? I was a manager for, a, uh, you know, like a few people. <laughs> <laughs> my network of OnlyFans. Like, like five and million. Anyway, I was going <laughs> to talk about million. the fact that... <laughs> Sorry for the... <laughs> high school. I, I, I realized early on in my high school journey where it was just like, obviously, I wasn't a student, but... Like I said, it's like where do you wake up and it's just like what's the what's the next thing? And what what I really gravitated towards was real estate. And what to a lot of people is just a house that they buy, to me opened up a whole world of just how to make a career, a living, a satisfaction, like in a journey. Really seeing that life isn't about just waking up and doing stuff that it's I realize it's making the small adjustments towards the bigger goal and having a bigger mindset for some is not necessary but i realize for me is almost everything when i don't have a reach for something bigger it's i i feel like kind of empty just like like what what am i what am i doing when you're just stuck in the same loops it made me really realize that it's like real estate is is my thing understanding in almost all the aspects of it being able to talk to people, closing the deal when it, we were talking about coming to flipping, owning property, like all of it makes sense in the general scheme of like how I want to operate my life. The burr method. The <laughs> burr <laughs> method. <laughs> Absolutely. Like realizing that it's people go out every day and buy more real estate, increase their net worth, increase their passive income by just owning real estate. You know what's crazy? Sorry, sorry for cutting you off real quick. Um so you know how I'm getting to stocks, right? Yeah. I'm gonna tie it back into real estate. I'm getting <laughs> to stocks and um my girlfriend's mom's boyfriend, <laughs> right? His name is Chris. Uh he wants me to invest for him, right? And I was like, Well what got you into investing? Like what what made you wanna do it? And he was like, Honestly, like I'm just trying to build up my portfolio again. I'm just trying to get a little bit more money. And then he was like he was telling me a story how he was like creating his like empire, right? He was like um, back like right when I got out of college, I was about 18, 19 years old and I bought my first property. Um, I ended up like renovating it, living in it for a little bit, renting out the other half, um, and just kept doing that. And then I ended up selling the house for like double, almost triple close to that and buying another property. Right. And he said that, um, with his, I think it was a duplex or duplex or triplex. What he did was he lived in one unit, fixed it up while he lived in there. And then um, when the tenant moved out from the other unit, he would switch. He would move there. Oh, and, and then, then increase the that. rent on exactly. the, on the exactly. one he fixed up. And then fix the one he's at right now. And then, you know, he could just bounce and just, you know, rent both of them out. Mm. 
he said that uh, there came a time where, um, like, he was making really good money, right? But it's like, it just kind of, like, kind of fell apart because um, he ended up, like, kind of relying on it, right? Like, those uh, monthly payments from the like, tenants ended up selling it, bro. If he didn't sell it, he had made bank. He had made some really good money. Like, he sold before the property appreciated? Yeah. Yeah, sadly, but he did. Uh, he still made money off of it, of course. Um, but he, like, he missed out on a lot of money. I mean, it's all about the reinvesting. You exactly. Know? It's all about the money you make. You have to just put right back in because then yeah. it, it will just never accumulate. I'm also you know? a firm believer in elongating that asset. So, like, like I don't know his, his situation and, and, like, what made more sense for him, right? Obviously, the, the building was worth double. So, that, you know what I mean? It makes yeah. sense to pull out when, when you're ahead with that, yeah. right? But, like, so, like, me personally, what I would go in like with the mindset of is if I'm not buying property that's going to appreciate four times the amount that I pulled out of that double investment mm. then you know what I mean what was yeah. the point of taking that money out yeah, yeah. so yeah. I you know what I mean he could have had bills he could have had other stuff that he wanted to do like and everything it, it makes sense for anybody else but I I for me want to build a portfolio yeah if bro. I'm buying a house I want to like, hold that like kind of how he said like he was trying to build his empire like that's what I want to do I want to build my little empire it's like not something like controlling, you know, like where they kill, you know, but like create something like it's giving yourself the financial freedom. Exactly. Building an empire is something that it's like every everybody eats the people exactly. within your empire. And because obviously, exactly, because obviously I'm not going to be the one um, like there's going to be a point of time where I'm giving probably like people close to me money. But like here, like invest. Um, you flip houses with my money. You know, I'll I'll take like a little sun sign there, sun sign there. You know what I mean? And like, sound like it's a guy, bro. <laughs> right, like doing that. I think he's giving me a job. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like doing that type of thing. Like everyone's gonna eat. You're able to like, all right, I'm gonna teach you how to do this. Right, I'm not gonna blatantly give you money. I'm no, not exactly. doing that because I'm gonna give you money. You're gonna spend the money. You're gonna ask again. I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna teach you because that's all. That's all it is. Learning knowledge. Exactly learning. Because what you said about education is like education not for you. That's the wrong education you're talking about, though. Education of like how to like become successful how to be financially free that's the education we're looking for and we're not given in schools what i think is is misconstrued is why do we go to school to then get a job to be able to pay for bills and fulfill your life that's how it was formatted that's point blank humans that that's that's how it's but i feel like it gets so blurred with schools when it's just like yeah, you need you need a good job and you need to buy a good house. You need to buy a nice car. You know what I mean. You, you need to be doing all this other extracurricular stuff. Get a good stuff. family, live a and happy life. I I feel like it, it's retired by eighty. One <laughs> one life really should just be an open, more open book. Like yeah. it's, I I feel like the whole gimmick of school is is like, people are given false prophets. Yeah, they're like this. This is this is the end all be all. This is how you get the American dream. Go to college. Get a nice job. Nice house, nice family, nice cars. But what happens if you don't get a nice job, don't get a nice car, don't get a nice family? I like, th- you know, because yeah. that's not how life doesn't work like that. It works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. Like, what like what are you going to find if you find a good job, but then it ends like that? What are you going to do? Exactly. And some that's, people have no idea. But either way, and they have that job and weren't happy regardless. Exactly. I think the beauty of building businesses and like you said, Everybody eats. What comes with the knowledge is the fact that, like, I know the real estate empire that I want to build mm-hmm. can't be built by me myself. I can't. I need people in my life, whether it be down to wh- when everything's at scale. 
answering phones, actually people going and checking out the properties, actually buying the properties, me, sight unseen. It, it Being able to understand that it's... I, I think one of the biggest transitions for me to realize that not everybody needs it. Yeah. And also that not everybody needs to preach. Yeah. There are some people that are straight up content. And I just happen to not be one of those people. But also know my place and being able to make an infrastructure and allow people to thrive under it. Yeah. Give people the opportunity to love their job, love who they work for, which is me, because they can just straight up, yo, listen, I, I need I need this this day off. I need another day, dude. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Okay. And like like, like you said, like we're not bashing on people that like want a nine to five jobs, like because and like want to kind of like chase that like um dream of the american dream you know like um the idea of the american dream you know we're not saying if you're getting a nine-to-five job like you're a bad person like you're not smart you're not doing this because people like that people just want to get money and like live off of that you know and i met somebody like that and i was like okay like that's cool like do you know why he was like no i just that's just you know and that's one thing for me too it's just like there are some people who can just live simpler exactly I, I unfortunately just want to find more. Just what's the next layer behind exactly. this thing? What why why is everything? Unfortunately, I feel like it's a gift and a curse to actually see the world yeah. and be able to think what can be better. I feel yeah. like for me, like um, something really like important in my life that I want to do before I die is just like have have the ability to buy a really big house for my parents both of my parents yeah. and like a really nice car like i feel like that'll be like one of my dying like thing like wishes you know like bucket list type thing oh that's because that like, needs to I, be a bucket list I, I i like for me like i feel like that's gonna bring me so much joy because it's like saying like i like i kind of told you but like i'm not saying i told you <laughs> but like thank you for helping me in like trusting the process exactly trusting the process and believing in me because like like look like i just got you this Right, you helped me get this, and you this. know they're retired at that point. Exactly, Listen, I bought you a house, and guess what? It's paid for. It's paid you for. You got anything. a nice car. Like you got, um, I'm paying your electric bills. Don't worry about that. It's good for like five. All years. you gotta do is take exactly. care of your grandkids. Exactly, you know, <laughs> like take care of your grandkids. Then you got a free babysitter. So like for buy me, your parents a house. <laughs> bro, but like for me, it's like that's just so like discipline your kids so you don't have to raise your grandkids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's so heartwarming. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I want that in my life. I want that. The the security to be able to. I feel like there's there's a difference between, you know what I mean, financial freedom and fuck you money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like that's at the point where you're you're like fuck you money. And when when you're when you're sitting there and and it's just like what's the actual goal to I I feel like to be able to wake up on a sunrise and feel like you're completely content. You're you, I feel like that that's accomplished for me when it's I set up a situation where the people around me are thriving. Yeah. I'm thriving. I don't have to wake up and work for a dime ever again. But you're still getting paid. But I'm still getting paid. And That's you still want to work because you like what you're doing. I think it's just going to be a bug for me. I think I'm just going to want to make business after business after business, investment, investment, investment. Yeah, because for, like, to stop doing something, it's like you could do that. Like, for me, like, um, how you explained this, like, you know, you stop doing something, but you're still getting paid. I feel like I'll get bored. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I'd want to, like, Okay, you already I have, have a nice house. Exactly. You already have a nice car. I you're bored. You've yeah. done everything. Like You've if I make a certain everywhere. amount of money, I'm just like, all right, you know, scratch this. I'll keep what I get, right? Like I don't have to work. I'm fine. I'm gonna live happy. But I'm gonna start another business, not take like any profits. 
and help everybody around me grow and everyone's going to be rich around me. You know what I mean? Like, I need to help somebody. Because after you help yourself, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. you're bored. You can help your family, okay, but then you're bored. You got to help everybody around you. I also think one of the big things with that is just like, there's a difference between knowing it's like you want something bigger, but then it's where are the tactical steps that you take now, yeah. right? Where do you yeah. start? Exactly. It's the action you take. Yeah, you know? And everybody part. has different like expansions on how they're going to do that, right? But it's like, hey, I want, I know I want to uh, buy real estate, right? I'm starting my real estate classes to become an agent on this Monday, on the 22nd of February, 2021. Yeah, you told me that. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Not yet. Well, you know, hopefully I'm going to talk on the podcast when I'm a registered realtor, right? In the state of Connecticut. But it's just, that's one of the first steps. Yep. Starting this podcast, talking about finances, talking about why I think the way that, I'm, that I think, being transparent with people on the internet is something that's going to be an asset to us in the future. Knowing that I want people to experience me to actually, I want to build connections with people, build good rapport with people to actually understand like, oh, yo, Tony, that, that's a good person. That's a good business person. Like I can, I can trust him with he sold a me business house. initiative. <laughs> he, sold me that, he sold me that house. He sold me a nice house. I love it. He he sold me this investment property. He sold me property after property. Like, and yeah. on top of that, oh, we're going in on a deal together. Oh, he wants to go in on another deal together. Oh, we're buying a three hundred unit apartment building. Yeah. So going back on um like the houses, buying houses and selling houses, right? Um, didn't you didn't you have a friend, uh, Chris, right? Yes. That um you referred him. Was that his first deal? That it was his first ever. Yeah, that's his first ever Dang, client. Tell us about that. And make his first ever sale. To be honest, I had put him on. Because I knew my sisters were already looking for a house. And I put him on, not just because he's my friend, but because I saw how interested that he was in this topic. He would talk about it nonstop, you know? You felt like he was going to be a good agent for them. Yeah, and I feel like I gave him the, I gave him that first step. I gave him the opportunity to actually go through the process yeah. of selling somebody a house. And that's what he's currently doing. And he's living up to expectations, which is great. Because... I knew he had it in him. You know, I always believed in him. I wouldn't give my parents a shitty realtor. You know, if I thought somebody was a shitty realtor, why would I why would I refer them to my mother? You gave you him know? that chance to shine. I gave him that chance to shine and I and I really thought he could do it and he and he pulled through it. Yeah. And it's still on right now, you it's know. Still on. And that comes to show it's just like your personal circle. It's just like you know what I mean? You understood Chris, Chris understood you, you know what I mean? You understood he was a good person and it just happened too in your life. You knew someone who was gonna now need a house to buy and, and you know what's yeah. crazy about that life, connection bro? it's like you doing that one little act of kindness that started that jump started his like entire career that will forever be Exa his first deal and he would he would always remember you you know that right he would I mean, always remember friend. you he's a great friend indeed yeah i mean you click with people you're yeah. you're similar with you know yeah so it's no accident you hence know? the bills and thrills podcast with the gang <laughs> if you guys have gang. made it this far honestly again we really appreciate you if you can, drop us a sub, and if you made it this far especially, drop a comment on something that maybe you liked about the podcast if you want us to talk about it next time. Or something you didn't. Or you something know, you didn't, if we're doing something too much. Exactly. <laughs> but it really is about, like how you said, just letting everyone around you grow. Because I knew a realtor, I'm going to give him connections, you know? I knew a car salesman, I wanted a new car, where am I going to them, you know? Because yeah. you saw something, right? I sell Aren't you an agent for I'm something? I'm actually an insurance broker in the state of Connecticut. <laughs> Me actually. too, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny now yeah. that you mentioned it. I forgot I was. We should, we should talk about the, the two differences. Quite so why did you forget? Insurance broker? So I'm a life insurance broker. 
as well as I work with seniors with the Medicare program. I don't know if you heard of that. I don't know if you have a grandma, but <laughs> best believe if she's on Social Security, she's probably on Medicare. So that's good. It's going great. You're still working with them? I am still working, actually. I picked it back up after I took a little break. Break. I took a little break. What's that like process A mental like? break, but I took a little break, and now I'm back. The process for me would probably be, since I am bilingual, I speak English and Spanish, and where I'm from, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people, so I saw upon an opportunity one day where these insurance aid, like these two insurance aid, I didn't know at the time they were agents, but they were the head of the, you know, the little office they had there that was yeah. being renovated in the building I was working at. And I was just helping them move stuff. And I just took the curiosity just to ask them of what it was because I already saw the little sign. They had put the sign up for the business, Innovative Financial Group. And I just asked them, like, hey, what does your business do? And then he broke it down. And I, and I told him, like, hey, I have interest in, you know, real estate. I have interest in sales, you know. And he was like, hey, listen, if you'd like to jump on board, you know, we'll be happy to teach you. And that's where I got started with doing my license. Studied, like, I studied a little too long. It took me probably like two months. I kind of slacked off. But point is, that was something that I learned and definitely did not mind learning. Yeah. You know? And I passed the test first time, lo and behold. And then I started shadowing. What was your score? I got a 73. 70 is that's the a passing pass. grade. 70, 70 a is pass. passing. I think I got a 70 or 71. Yeah. It was, I know it I passed for like one or two points. Yeah. Definitely walked plot in. Plot twist, they've let everyone pass. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. But plot twist, plot twist. So beginning, I would intern or shadow for other agents, and then I slowly became an intern for them, making calls and whatnot. And then I took the opportunity to beside some people and make a couple sales. And the satisfaction not only comes from making money, obviously, because it's a job, you're going to want to make money, but the fact is you help people in a sense because you're providing them something what they want, you know? Being a sales agent really isn't something that you're pushing somebody to do. It's something that you... Unless you're a scammer. Yeah, unless you're <laughs> a scammer. But being really genuine with people and actually seeing what they want will get you... Will a get lot you farther. To, yeah, That's what will let you get you a lot you. farther, yeah. Someone knows when you're literally just in it for a sale. Yeah. Yeah, like for uh, me. Especially I feel like with especially when you're talking bilingual people. Oh yeah, definitely it's a it's a definitely better connection. Like, you know, we both speak Spanish and it's just a whole different vibe really yeah. than speaking English with somebody or speaking English with someone who kinda speaks, you know? Yeah, and like for me, it's like when somebody like um when I was trying to get my mom on, right? Cause she has like her business, um, and she was like, All right, how about their life insurance policy? Right. I was I was just straight up to her, I was like Honestly, it's kind of expensive. For what you want, it's expensive. Like, I'd rather go with somebody else. Um, unless you're, like, doing it for, like, a bunch of people, then it's, like, it's better. But since she wants to do it for herself, not for a company. Right. Um, I was like, don't do it. You know, I was straight up with her. Just don't do it. Because it doesn't make sense. It, exactly. It doesn't make sense. If you want something else, um, like hospice care, it's like, you know, there's, all, but there's a bunch of stuff. Um, Are you currently working? Currently, I'm not. But, you know, it's funny, bro. I got a check from them. Cause nice. so what happened with well, my first deal, um, it was like a, a car uh, a car shop right a uh, mechanic shop. Um, I went in. It was in Bridgeport. I went in, and I was like, hey, like talk to him, and he was like, yeah, like 
um, I think I'm interested. And we started talking, talking, talking. And then we like, um, I brought in my, um, the person above me, the person that's going to be in the deals with me, right? Because I'm like the beginner. I need point. somebody. Yeah, you're point exactly. person. So we were there. We were talking. Everything was going good. He ended up signing on. Um, and after he signed on, I couldn't put my name under his policy, right? And I was going to receive $700 from him. Like around seven hundred to a thousand dollars from him, but since I couldn't put my name under it, um, she had to give me somebody else, right? And she ended up giving me somebody else. But the thing is, that guy that um, I signed, he never ended up paying, so she had to pay the money back, right? Oh. But the people that she signed me on with, they ended up paying. Got it. And they ended up paying. I think they ended up adding more people because I got another check. Got you for later on, but you're still signed on. So exactly. it's like even if you're not making more sales, that's that's still like exactly. So it's gonna be that reoccurring money. So if they add more people, I'm gonna get more money Another without check. doing anything. Yep. Which is amazing about this company, like Affleck is that's the company is awesome. You know, like it gives you an opportunity to like, um, you make a sale. You know, they're paying. They're like you build that connection with them, and it's like they add more people on. And you're getting that like passive income. You're getting something. And you can really build a like a really good, you know, um, like not portfolio, but I forgot that word. Stream of income. Yeah, stream of income from doing this insurance company. And I was just like, when he, when the, the the guy that was like, it's even a good side hustle. If exactly. You do it for a little while and sign a few people on, and you just yeah. do stu- other stuff. Exactly. When the guy was talking to me about it, I was like, dude, I want that. I want that like financial freedom because he said it's like, um, within ten years he was making six figures. I was like, oh wow. He was like in like. He does stocks. I think he does stocks. I'm not too sure. Or I'm thinking of somebody else that looks like him. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm probably it's bugging this guy. I'm probably bugging, know. but like, you know, that amazes me how you can really turn you know something little to something huge. You just gotta keep with it. I also it's think it's just like people underestimate how often it happens. Like that yeah. people actually just make a lot of money, a lot. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just that's the big difference when it's you go for a job. You s- you're going to stay in a certain bracket of income. That's just how it is. Yeah. You don't have the availability that it's like something sticks to the wall that never stuck to the wall like that before. And you and you have the most amazing year of your life. You could be an employee in that company and not make jack. Yeah. But the owner made out that year. Yeah. Because you also take the risk of that next year, you went double negative. Like. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Dude, it's you, know what's, you know what's also interesting? To tie back to what you said, we like no about money. No, <laughs> we really <laughs> don't know how much money is in like circulation. Because what m- me and my brother were talking about, and what I saw like on TikTok, um, this guy worked for this company, and um, he was saying how like these rich people, every time they get in a deal, they just buy a Rolls Royce or like something mad expensive just to go and deal with them. Yeah, I heard. Right, just for yeah. like a thank you. Just a thank you. Because they, yeah. they have so much money. People have... And those people are the people no one talks about because they don't know them. I'm going to hit you with a crazy stat. Did you know that over a trillion dollars moves electronically in the United States alone a day? I feel like that's true. Crazy amount One of money. One trillion dollars yeah. moves electronically just throughout the U.S. Do you know what we have just to do? Boop, 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 boop. You know what we have to do? All you have to do hack is it. go up there <laughs> and grab some of it. But not hack it. No, I'm saying hack to do. Okay. All you have to do. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. Is if there's a, a mega business. hacker out there, right? <laughs> Here's the plan. You're gonna hack it for us, right? Yep. He you will take the. Bl- in he the will net take of money. The, listen. He will take the blame. You give me the money, <laughs> right? I'll split fifty fifty with you. I'll go to jail. Right? Split some with him. Yes. Right. So that's like what a lot of money. Don't tell the FBI. Exactly. Right. 
don't we should stop listening <laughs> stop listening <laughs> fbi man yeah but Five dude seconds. we really don't know how much money is like you know out there because you only hear about the people that are actually out there but how about the people in the shadows have you heard about that? Sorry, I'm. I'm just. <laughs> have you heard about that conspiracy where there's like this one family um, in charge of everything, owns everything? I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Did we? Yeah, someone mentioned it, and 